hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of the Joy of Social Work podcast. I am your host, Joy, and this is our first episode for 2021. Again, a place where there needs to be sound effects, but we don't have that. You know what? Maybe year three, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get some sound effects because I feel like I've been podcasting too long for my podcast to still be a little bootleg. But Whatever, neither here nor there, that's not what we're talking about today. Happy New Year, hope that you had a safe New Year. Um, we are three days in, well, if I am three days in, I don't know when you're listening to this, you might be three days in too, you might be months in, um, but I hope that 2021 brings us something, some better than what 2020 was bringing. 2020 was serving a little bit of trash. Uh, and we don't have time for that this year. So I don't know who controls that, but I guess it's God. I don't know what you believe in. But I'm hoping it's serving something different this year because, mm, again, where I had a good 2020, the trash parts were really trash. So I'm grateful, but also I hope that this year is there's, you know, less pain and grief and suffering and all of that that. A lot of us experienced last year. So we will see. Fingers crossed. Prayers up that that this looks a little different. The other day, um, Tabitha and I, Tabitha was on last episode, um, the 4Air Project. If you follow her on Instagram. We did a live about, um, is a theme for 2021, New Year, New Me. And, you know, every year you see these memes. And I feel like there were much less memes. There were much less memes this year than I feel like I've seen in previous years. And I think, you know, obviously we don't know what any year is going to hold. We don't have a, I don't know, I was going to say a magic ball, crystal ball. I don't know. We don't, we don't know. You have these things that you want to happen. You might have a, some kind of a plan. You might have some dates on the calendar. But we never really, 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 really know what's going to happen in a year. But I feel like, excuse me, I'm dying. But I feel like this year, going into this year, felt even more uncertain because of what 2020 was given. So, you know, um, if you're interested in watching that live, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I get weird about saying, like, things that I do are good. But I thought that was a really good conversation that we were having and people in the the chat were engaging. So that's on my Instagram page if you are interested in watching that um yeah so I don't know you know my therapist had me write out my goals or she had me to write do a vision board I did a digital vision board but it was very um what you call it basic like I didn't have a lot of details in it I think because I didn't really know how to do the digital one like the way that I really like can do like a cut and paste and physical vision board which I think I still might do. Uh, actually, I'm going to North Carolina. Masked up, obviously. I'm going to go have a COVID test. My family's had a COVID test. You know, like, we're trying to be safe. I'm going to go to North Carolina. And on Saturday, my family and I, and I think some of my cousin's friends, are doing some kind of vision board planning. Not all in person. It is still a pandemic, very aware of that. Still trying to be safe out here. Um, but my little cousin is turning 13 and 
she is my child, so I cannot not be there for my child's 13th birthday. I mean, I can not be there because we're in a pandemic. But I haven't, like a lot of us, haven't seen my family in a year, or over a year now. Um, And so I feel like we're going to take the precautions to make sure we can safely see each other. And I think that's just kind of what this thing is about. Like, if you have to, or feel like you need to, because I do think that being around people, I strongly believe that being around people, um, especially if that's something that feels good to you, is needed during this time. I mean, we've been in isolation for almost a year now. Like, be safe about it. Don't just be like, oh, I ain't seen my grandmother in eight months. Let me just pop up at her house. But, I, you know, with no mask on. And then get her sick or something like that. So, you know, just I feel like just be cautious and aware of what you're doing and who could be at risk. Um, but be safe, you know, obviously. Wear your mask, wash your hands, all the things. So that is my plan. Um, I am nervous about it, though, because I do feel like even though I went to Aruba, I feel like traveling internationally seems safer than traveling domestically. And I think for me, it's because there's more rules for most places internationally. Like you have to have a COVID test. You have to do this. You have to do that. Versus like niggas going to Atlanta. (laughs) And I I just, Atlanta got a different kind of COVID because I feel like everybody is always at the club. No one ever has a mask on and there's like a thousand people. So I'm confused by, by what's happening down there. If anybody is in Georgia, can you please explain to me what's going on? Because I... And are these new videos that are popping up? Are these old videos? Because sis is confused why there are so many people out all the time there. Um, but y'all be, y'all be safe, please. Because it's it makes me cringe a little bit to watch. But that's what's, whatever. We're still in the pandemic. Oh my god. Definitely didn't think we would still be in a pandemic in January. But here we are. But anywho, um... Yeah, so the month has just started. Feel like not much. I feel like I thought I had an update, but I was like, now I don't remember what it was. I didn't write it down. So, mm, y'all just stay safe. So, we are going to get into our topic today, which is hold on one second. Think that my parents thought about when they named me Joy. Is the the pressure that comes with being named Joy. <laughs> so, a lot of people are like, when they meet me or like whatever, they're like, oh, you have the perfect name because you're so happy and this, this, and this. And you're always smiling. And you have such a great smile. Like, you have the perfect name. And then I'm like, but every day I don't want to, like, do that. I don't. Not always, like, super cheerful or smiling all the time. And then when I'm not like that, then people get really, I wouldn't say nervous. That feels like a large word for what the feeling is. But concerned of, like, well, what's wrong with Joy? Why is Joy unhappy? Why is Joy not smiling? Like, I remember, and wait, first... My friends and the people, like my friends, really, because I don't think that my family has experienced, like, a joy shutdown. But my friends know, like, <laughs> like there's a moment that 
or there are moments where I'm fine and then I'm not fine. And then I, it's just like, you okay? And I'm like, no. Sometimes I say yes. But I'm like completely shut down. I do not want to talk. I will not talk. I am in a mood. Sometimes it's triggered by something. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I just get like weird or in a funky mood. And then I just like sit quietly to myself. My friends are able to like navigate that. They kind of know when it's happening. They they understand it. Some of them won't say anything. They'll just kind of like, you know, let me know that that they they are aware that in this moment I'm not okay. But when I'm around other people, like new people who have not experienced that or who like don't know me, <laughs> they get very concerned because it's like it's joy like joy is not supposed to not be joyful but like I'm a human too so like where well, you can have an attitude and be in a bad mood so can I and like I think I, I, I do that probably more often than people <laughs> would like me to or maybe that's extreme but whatever, it, just, it sometimes it just feels like there's just pressure. And then the reality is, like, my name is Enjoy because my parents were so happy to have me. Um, my name is Joy because my dad's favorite uh, comedian is Red Fox. And his, like, third wife's American name or name that he gave her, I'm not really sure, was Joy, spelled J-O-I. But it ain't because my parents were like, oh, we are so happy to have this baby. No, it ain't have shit to do with that. So there's this, like, expectation set on the world that my parents didn't even have for me uh, when they named me Joy. Um, And we can go into names because Joy wasn't even the first choice. Um, My dad wanted a son, so I have an older sister from my father. Uh, We're 19 years apart, so we were both raised only children. But her name, man, I shouldn't say her name. But her name starts with an R. And so my dad wanted a boy and he wanted both of his children's names to start with R's. So her name is whatever her name is. And my name, if I was a boy, was going to be Roscoe Terrence. Now, I, you know, I think, I think people do make assumptions when they hear your name or they see you, you know, they see it written down. I don't, I just don't know how far Roscoe Terrence Britt would have made it in the world. I mean, he might have been like super successful because he would have had to be because his name is Roscoe. And I don't feel like that would have, you know, like, I don't, I think, I don't know what Boy Joy would have been like (laughs) named Roscoe, but whatever. Then they found out I was a girl. And then he said, Ron Chetta. And so then he was no longer allowed to come up with names because Ron Chetta is not, that ain't it. That, I don't, I don't know what me as a Ron Chetta would have been like, but every time I tell people this story, they're like, I wouldn't have been your friend. And I'm like, that's fucked up. And they're like, your name is Ron Chetta. Like, we couldn't be friends. So my dad was no longer allowed to come up with names because his ideas weren't great. And then my sister liked Janelle um but my dad felt like Janelle speaks to who my father is my dad felt like Janelle was too white so then Joy became the winner anyway I say all of that to say I don't know (laughs) I don't really know what the point of that was but like now you know the story of my name and how 
again, it had nothing to do with, like, we're so happy to be parents. But, again, other people sometimes, it feels like, and maybe nobody is putting any expectation on me, and this is me and my crazy because that happens too. I feel like I have to always show up joyful because my name is Joy. Like, I was having a conversation the other day, and I said something about, like, the last few weeks, I feel like I've been kind of off. And I don't know if that's, like, just holiday season joy or, um, I don't know. I mean, like, there are things that are in my mind that are <laughs> pissing me off uh, or not necessarily just in my mind. There are things that are happening in life that are annoying me. But, um, so maybe it's that, whatever. But I was talking to somebody and they were like, your name is Joy. And I'm like, this is that bullshit that, like, I, I, sometimes I wish it wasn't. Like, I've, I've come to a place where I'm much better with it. When I was younger, I was like, why is this my damn name? But we're in a different place. Anywho, I say that all to say. But I do want to have joy. Years ago, this has got to be... Oh, over 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, my pastor at the time, uh, was preaching and he was preaching about happiness versus joy. And he's like, happiness, you know, people are like, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And he's like, happiness, people can take from you. Like Something can happen and you can feel happy and then you don't feel happy anymore because a thing happened. Now you're sad. Now you're mad. You're something, some other kind of feeling that's not happy because happiness is like fleeting. He's like, if you have joy, joy no one can take away from you. Joy like belongs to you. That's your thing. And and I, I remember, this is probably like 15 years ago now, being like, huh. That's interesting. That's interesting. But and like kind of like storing it clearly, storing it in my brain to, for when I could use that and it makes sense in my life. Fast forward to last week, I was in a session and a client was talking about this. And I was like, <clears throat> like, this is a thing that's like stored in my brain. So we're talking about like, like what makes you, what brings you joy? What brings you joy? What brings you that is different from what brings you happiness and really trying to like decipher that fine line and what that looks like and what that feels like and all of this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I need to do this in my own damn life. Hence why we're here. And so I was like, what, what is the difference? The the definition of happiness versus the definition of joy. So I will tell you. The definition of happiness, according to Merriam-Webster, is favored by luck or fortune, notably fitting, effective, or well-adapted, enjoying or characterized by well-being and contentment, expressing, reflecting, or suggestive of happiness, glad or pleased, um, having or marked by an atmosphere of good fellowship, Characterized by a dazed, irresponsible state. What? All right. That's weird. But, okay. So, that's happiness. And then joy, as a noun, is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, 
or by the prospect of possessing what one desires, a state of happiness, a source or cause of delight. And as a verb, I can't read my own handwriting, to experience great pleasure or delight. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> Still bootleg. Um, and so, what did that mean to me? That happiness... Again, is is something that's like it's a it's a it's a feeling, not so much a state, if that makes sense. So like what makes me happy? What makes me happy? Um baths make me happy. And shout out to my roommates for getting me a luxury bath caddy. Oh, oh, Bitch, fam, bath time is about to get turned up. I, when I finish recording this, I think I'm going to take a daytime bath because I deserve. And I haven't used the caddy yet, so I need to. So, like, bath time makes me happy. Does it bring me joy? Mm, I don't know. I do feel like I'm in a state of happiness when I'm in the bathtub, so maybe it does. Because also bath time is so special to me that... Nothing can ruin it except for the other day when bath time was ruined. But I don't know. But on a deeper level, because I'm like, this is not about bath joy. That's not what the, what the issues are in life. But I was thinking about like for real things like career, personal life, all of that stuff. Um, and where do, where do I, how am I finding joy in all of that? And so I feel like my career, I worry about much less than my personal life. And I think it's because I know, like, I'm going to be good. Whether I, like, continue to have a practice and work for myself or I go back and and work, you know, for agency or company or the government or whatever. Like, I feel like I'm going to be okay regardless of what I do because, like... I believe I'm, my confidence level with my career, whether imposter syndrome jumps in or not, is so high that I'm like, I'll be fine. Now, personal, that shit is like, I don't know what the hell my life is about. Um, but again, back to career. So when I think about my practice, um, finding joy for me in that is the impact that it has on my clients. Like, the work that we're doing, seeing them succeed and reach goals and seeing them excited about therapy and excited about, like, I tried this thing and it worked. Or, like, I was super anxious and I did this, 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 and it worked. And I, like, talked myself out of overthinking. And, like, all of these things, like, that brings me joy. Like, I'm like, ah! Like, you know, we, like, celebrate on in the sessions. And, like, it, it feels so good to, like, see folks making progress it also you know and like obviously everyone's progress looks different everyone's success looks different so even when someone is like I'm still struggling but I'm willing to do x y and z you know even that still those conversations and, and seeing them wanting more for themselves that still feels good and that brings me joy and so again like I'm not so much worried about that like joy as a social worker now joy as a podcaster (laughs) 
I don't know. Where podcasting used to make me feel super good. And not that it doesn't, but it's different. Um, And I don't know if it's because my... Thoughts and feelings about it have changed. And I guess that's more so in like. that I've had a year. <laughs> and where. The podcast in 2018 and 2019. I would tell you all of the details. About all of the things. I didn't do that so much last year. And so that feels weird to me. That I've that there are parts of me now that select people know, which is like fine, like also probably better for me, but it just felt different to not be like, and then this happened and this happened and just kind of give all of the details of my life, but also not that I don't think it couldn't have helped the person or like could have done a thing or had some kind of an impact because I do think that it does and I think some of it I will share at some point um but I think the difference of it not being like in the moment not being like yesterday this happened has been difficult for me in not being and not and not and like what am I trying to say wanting to share it but also being like I can't like I can't share this thing at all or yet because how it'll impact me I guess really it's more of a personal thing of like well then once I put this out there then what happens to me like somebody might listen to it and be like oh I connect and I resonate and da 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 but what what does what is the impact on my life that I'm sharing that versus like when the podcast started and it was like, oh, I'm grieving in the morning and I don't know, I'm just crying in a hot mess all the time. That felt like a good release for me where I don't know that I still have that. And so... I say all of that to say, I had been thinking about, like, I knew this wasn't going to be a forever thing. And I'm not saying that, like, this is the end right now. Uh, I knew this wasn't going to be a forever thing. But I I was like, I, I when someone had asked me before, like, well, how long do you think you'll do it for? And I'm like, until it's not fun. And it it's not that it's not fun. It's not that I don't enjoy it. It's not that I don't think people enjoy it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to do this for. Like, is this the last year? Do I transition into a different type of podcast? I don't know. So so, so this area, I am trying to figure out what is going to bring me the most joy and what is going to make me feel the best about podcasting. Maybe if I was getting paid for it, I'd feel differently. That is also a thing that I've thought about. Like, if I were getting paid to do this, 
And I'm making a face because I'm like, is that it? I don't know. And a, and a lot of this is, is like, I'm saying it out loud, but I haven't fully processed it. Um, so I don't really know what it would look like. Like, how could I get back to it being like, it doesn't matter who listens. I don't need to get paid. I just want to have this place I can release for myself. Like, how do I get back there without it then becoming like my diary again? And I don't know. But I also think like I've shifted as a person from when this came out in 2018 to now in that I don't like the vulnerability piece sometimes feels more scary because I don't think when this podcast first came out, I cared who listened. I don't think I cared. It was like, whatever, this is what's happening. This is what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to cry. I'm going to curse. I'm going to say these things and whatever, and they could potentially be hurtful, but this is what I need to do. I think that's kind of how... Operated versus now, I think I'm super like, who is listening? Um, and what are they thinking? And I don't like that. I don't like that I care so much that I feel like I have to almost restrict myself. And maybe that's why I'm not having the same joy. Because there are restrictions. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So that's career. So when we come to personal, which I I wrote some notes because I'm like, I don't, well, I didn't write notes. I wrote like bullets. So financially, (laughs) obviously not struggling would bring me joy. If you have been listening since 2019, 2019 was my worst year financially um just kind of like all of the poor mistakes that I've made with money kind of like hit me when I'm like I'm gonna start a business and then it's like well now you don't have a car because you can't afford to pay all of these bills girl (sighs) because you're not charging clients (laughs) for therapy so you're paying for a space that you're not getting the money back for and it was just like debt 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 um, so I don't ever want to go back to that. Uh, but I also am more afraid to spend money, which I guess is a good thing. Cause if I'm afraid to spend it, then I ain't spending it. But I think I just want to be, I just, I know that I just want to be in a, a different place financially. Like I have a monthly financial goal. Well, I'm not going to tell you about it because see, in the garden, there I go not sharing stuff. It when I say it to myself, I'm like, "Ooh, that's a lot." Like you really want to like for real make a lot of money, um. And then when I mention it to other people, they're like, "You could do that," and I'm like, oh, "Thank you so much for believing in me." <laughs> but I have like a financial, a monthly financial goal, which I do think is reasonable. But I'm gonna have to like put in that work and 
get out of my own way. And we're gonna, I'm going I'm to talk about self-sabotage because I do get in my own way a lot of times and have for years. And I think I know that I probably could have been much further along in, in all of the things, you know, in all of the things that I've wanted to do and have done. I could have been in a different place had I just not been in my own way. Um, but again, we're going to get into self-sabotage. So when it comes to like my friendships, because, you know, I, if you've been listening, I have family that I'm close with, but I'm not close with most of my family. I would say most of my family doesn't really know Joy as an adult. They know me as a kid or teenager, maybe like in my 20s-ish. But from when my parents died, I like there were relationship. Well, you know what? If I'm being really honest, I feel like they probably didn't. Some of them didn't know me until my parents died. Because I was like that kid that I didn't go spend summers with my grandmother down south which is like where most of my cousins would be. And they were all older than me. Like I'm on my mom's side, I'm the youngest grandchild. On my dad's, I'm the second youngest. But I never like, I wasn't about to spend summers in South Carolina. Like, no, <laughs> that wasn't, I wasn't doing that. Not, not me. So I think I missed out on a lot of like cousin stuff. And like when people are like, oh, my cousins are my best friends. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I, like, I like, I like some of them. <laughs> I mean, I like all of them, but. There's some that I will not ever talk to and will never know things about me unless they just find it on the internet or something. Like, or they heard somebody tell them. Like, that's, we just don't have that relationship. Um, So I do feel like the relationships that I have with the family that I have are fine and I don't necessarily want to work harder. On, I'm lying. There's one relationship, not with a, a, a cousin, um, but with a relative who I towards the end of last year expressed how I felt about our relationship and they uh, felt the same way and want to fix it but I don't know that I do because that's a that's real like you might have a issue with somebody but do you want to really work on changing or you and for me it felt like I want to tell you how I feel and I'm going to let you know I don't know what I want to do. And the person has kind of like backed off. Like we didn't even say Happy New Year to each other. Which is like kind of hurtful, but I don't even know if it's hurtful because it hurts or it's hurtful because the person that this is, we shouldn't be not talking. So I guess in relationships with family, that would be a relationship that I almost feel obligated to fix, which then will not bring me joy because I think if you're forced to do something, or at least for me, I don't really like to be told what to do. I don't like to feel forced to do a thing. So I feel like if I'm forced to do it because it's the right thing, quote unquote, to do, then I don't feel like that's genuine. Nor will I find enjoyment in it because I don't find enjoyment in a relationship. So why force myself to? Now, could I? Potentially. There could 
now that this these feelings are have been put on the table, is there an opportunity to have some kind of enjoyment in this friend this this relationship with this person? Possibly, possibly. We'll see. Yo, keep you posted. <laughs> that is a thing that I read. Ooh, I'm I'm screaming. Sorry. This particular relationship, from when I started this podcast, I was like, I'm gonna do an episode about this, and friends were like, you can not. <laughs> Just come out with a podcast episode talking about this person in y'all relationship, and I was like, I don't. This is my podcast. I can do. This is what I'm saying. When I when it started, I had a very different mindset of like, I don't care. I'm gonna say what I want to say. I don't care who feelings it hurt. This is what I need for me to release. And I never, I never said it. I never even talked about my relationship with this person on here. I don't think. I mean, like I did, but maybe you don't know. You haven't connected who this is. Like, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, Joy. But, um, yeah. I think now I am more cautious. That, because it happened to me, <laughs> let's make this real thing because it happened to me it's not cool to hear about how someone's not fucking with you through the internet or not through the person so after I was put in a situation like that it made me go oh yeah I gotta tell this person how I feel about them because god forbid I'm asked about it in something or I get hot on one of these episodes and I'm like and that's that's not cool because it hurt my feelings when I heard it. And so I would not want to hurt this person by them hearing me talk about them and they don't even know we got... Well, like, they, they feel it, but they don't know what the issue I have with them is. So let me just go and say what I need to say to them so they're aware of what it is. Because, again, I didn't like when, when I was put in a situation like that. But anyway, so whatever. Maybe Maybe I'll grow up. And I will work on that. But I just, you know what my problem is other than self-sabotage? I also hold grudges. I hold on to the things that people have done to me for way too long. And it's not like I let it for real live in my head and like it affects my everyday. But it affects enough of my life that I will never fuck with you again. Like I will be for real done. And it and it bothers me. <laughs> like some people, I'm like, oh nope, you will never do that again. And then other people, I'm like, okay, you hurt me a little bit, but like I'm gonna stay around because, like the sh- like either I have a zero, like either I need to develop a zero tolerance policy, or everybody gets all of the chances. Because there's like. It's either really one or the other for me. And I'm like, Joy, that's not okay. It's not okay either way. It's not okay to be like, uh, or is it? Or is it? Or is it? Is the first time somebody does something wrong, you cut them off? Or do you keep them around? To Like, do you forgive them and then you let them either prove to you that that's not who they were? Or do you, do you cut them off? Hmm. I, I don't know. Is it a personal thing? Is there a right or wrong answer to this? 
Because I have definitely let people stay around too long and wreak too much fucking havoc. And then there are folks that I'm like, I probably could just, like, get over this. It's like when my aunt said, oh, this is my niece. She thinks she Beyonce. And I was like, bitch, you think I'm Beyonce? In my head, I did not say that out loud to my aunt. Um, but if you listen to the first episode, I say, I tell the story. And then I was like, I ain't fucking with her. Well, it wasn't just because of that. It was other things. But like, like we then didn't have a relationship because of these things that like in the moments felt so large. I mean, like I might've talked about this. I've never really felt accepted by my dad's family for several reasons um but a lot of it is like I they are super religious and you know like don't believe women should wear pants kinds of earrings they got a lot of restrictions in what they believe and like women can wear pants I think so you know, that's a thing. I have tattoos. I color my hair. I went natural. All of these things were things that they would be like, oh my God. And then you cut your hair. Oh my God. And now you got a tattoo. Oh, now you got another tattoo. So I just like, I just don't want to deal with these people. And then my aunt had sent me a letter once, a note, a card one time. And it was like, I'm still your aunt. And then I rolled my eyes at that. And even when she was dying, I'm a fucked up person. Oh my God. I am the cause of all my problems. As she was dying, my my sister was like, she wants to talk to you. And I just didn't know what to say. So I never called her. That's fucked up. That is like, they're like, Joy is a fucking terrible ass human. But I just couldn't get over how I felt. Like, I just could not get over, like, you made me feel not wanted in this family. So I'm going to be the fucking ice queen to you. Thank God I'm in therapy now because a bitch has issues. Um, but I need to work on that. Like I <laughs> see, this is an aside. I, this episode probably makes zero sense because I feel like I'm just like having my own internal therapy session. But <coughs> excuse me. Uh, what the hell was I about to say? If you are in therapy or you're considering going to therapy, make sure that you are being honest and transparent and you are not just glossing over things because it's easy. Because I've done that. I've not. I've talked. I spent a good portion of last year in therapy being like, but I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Mind you. I am struggling. I was struggling with not having a lot of human interaction. I love being around people. I get my energy from people. I like love being around my friends and spending time with them. I I like being in the streets. I like eating at restaurants. And not having that was like, I was not okay a lot of points of the year. But I'm just like, oh yeah, everything is going great. Because I didn't want to talk about it. And we get to points that we don't want to have these conversations. We don't want to keep on feeling these things. So we're like, if I ignore it, it'll go away. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, 
but I was having these surface ass therapy sessions because I think a lot of it is because I am a social worker. And I don't want my therapist to think I'm like, I don't want my therapist to think that I was a bad social worker. So I'm not going to tell you all of the, the things that are really in my head and how I'm really feeling. And so I was obviously just wasting time and money because now, like, in from like October, shit was going on and she was like, we need to be shifting what we're talking about. And I'm like, I know it's just so hard. <laughs> She's like, what would you say to your client? I'm like, that we need to be talking about these important things. And so now I've been shifting the focus of where we've been shifting. We've shift the, shifted the focus of our sessions. So we're talking about like the real shit that's impacting me. And I'm like, oh man, I needed to not, I needed to be doing this a while ago. And I'm starting to see it play out in relationships even my relationship with myself, I'm like, yo, you got a lot of shit. You really have a lot of shit with you, girl. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, in my friendships, my friendships bring me joy. I think that um, there's actually been more in 2020 because... The time that we've spent together, I feel like, has been more intentional. And you've made more of an effort to be there and to be safe. And to, like, love your friends, but also know, like, I don't want anyone to get sick or they don't want me to get sick. And, like, how can we do this with it, with without any problems happening? And so I really enjoyed my friends this year. And, like, some of my relationships have have shifted or ended, maybe. I'm not. 100% sure, but maybe have ended. Um, because the person didn't feel like I was doing that. Um, and then I also got, you know, called out on how I've made other people feel. And so there's been a lot of pain in hearing about myself. But also, hopefully that that has led me into growth and being able to move differently in friendships because I don't ever want anyone to experience me and be like, I hung out with joy. I was around joy. I talked to joy and I feel like shit like that is hurtful. And so I want to be more intentional about how I show up in general, but definitely how I show up for my friends because my friends always show up for me and I don't, know that I always show up for them. Well, I've been told that I don't always show up for them the same way, and so that doesn't make me feel good. And I'm like, oh, it's not about you all the time, Joy. Do better. So I think in all of... And, 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 and I'm sure some of my friends will be like, I don't think that that's true, but maybe I just show up differently for them. So I want everyone to get the same me or at least the the what you know like it's a mutual like you put in 100% I'm going to put in 100% you put in 40 then I will too or I'll put in 100 and see if you because maybe you don't have 100% to give and you need somebody to pour more into you you know so just being more aware of how I am joining in this world because 
I'm saying all this, and I'm like, ooh, you sound like a hot ass mess, girl. Mm. And you somebody therapist, Lord. And this is probably why I have haven't like had these like insightful moments on this podcast. I think it's because I know that like it's fucking twenty twenty one. My clients ain't dumb. They know how to use the internet. They know how to search some stuff. They know like if they know how to find me on Instagram if they want to. They know how to listen to this podcast, so I think I've been like, ooh, what do I not say so they don't think like, oh, my therapist is a mess. I need to find a new one. I really think that that's what it is. I think that's what it all boils down to. But yeah, so also the last thing is in like intimate relationships. So, you know, it's no surprise to anybody. I feel like I've talked about it several times. I like, I want to have family. I want a kid. I, the older I get, I, the more nervous I get about, like, will it happen? Will it not happen? And, you know, there's days that I'm like, I, maybe I don't want a family. Like, maybe I just want to be out here living my life, traveling and social working and being joy. And then there's other days that I'm like, oh, but I just want, like, a little person that I can, like, chew on their face. But that's also not why you have a baby. But I think it would be cool. So I think I need to really, well, not think. I know that I really need to like sort out what is it that I want. This is my, this is my therapy assignment. What is it that I want in a relationship? What is it that I want as far as like my future? Like, do I, do I really want a family? Do I want a husband? Do I want children? Do I want children and no husband? Do I want a husband and no children? Do I not want a husband or children or any of it? And I just want to be living single in a 90s kind of world. Although I've started to realize all of my friends, with the exception of maybe like one or two, are in relationships or married. I'm like, oh, oh, we're at that age. Three. I have three single friends. And I'm talking about, like, out of, I don't know, like, 15. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell is happening here? Everybody is married now? When did that happen? When did all my friends get married and, like, become parents? I don't know. It's moving too fast. Or I'm moving too slow. I don't know. But then it becomes, do you want it because other people have it, or do you want it because you really want it? And so I have to sit and figure that out. I have to figure out a bunch of things in life because I think that I just like really focused on work last year and not so much me as a person. And I don't want the work that I do to define who I am as joy. Like that's a part of joy, but like joy is more than a podcast. Joy is more than a practice. Joy is more than a social worker. So how do I let how do I make that more important so that I can truly find the joy in being joy? And so, yeah, maybe this year it will be about, not maybe, this year feels like it needs to be about doing that work on myself and being intentional about it so that I can truly have the life that I want once I figure out what the hell it is that I want. And to the self-sabotage piece, how do I get out of my way so that I can have it? 
I've self-sabotaged for years. And the easiest example that I could use is in weight loss. So in 2013, I joined um, Fuck Being Fat Challenge, FBF Body. She used to do a weight loss challenge. And I joined it. I did two in a row and I lost 40 pounds in 16 weeks? Were they eight-week-long challenges or were they four weeks? I don't remember if it was four-week cha- if it was two four-week challenges or two eight-week challenges, but whatever. I lost 40 pounds. Um, and then I kept it up. And at some point, I was eight pounds from my goal weight. Or like nine pounds, because I wanted to be under 200 pounds. I wanted to be 199. So I was 208. The smallest I have ever been in my adult life. Shit, the smallest I had been since I remember, because I think I hit 200 pretty young. Like, in the sixth grade, I feel like boys was making fun of me. Because the fucking gym teacher weighed us in trauma. Just, Just fucking childhood trauma. Anyway... So, I'm 208. I'm like, oh, bitch got like, I could just like eat some salad and do some exercise and I'm going to be there. And I don't know what the hell clicked in my brain that was like, but if you don't eat salad or vegetables and you don't exercise and you just go back to like eating bullshit and not moving, that works too. And I did that and then I was like... Then it was like 214. I'm like, oh my God, I've gained weight. Then I was like 220. And now we we a lot of numbers ahead of that or more than that. And I'm like, bitch, you was there. You were at you were there. But something clicked in my brain that like I couldn't have it. And sometimes that happens to me. Like, like things click in my head and it's like, you really want that thing, but you're not gonna have it. So you so so don't even try. Don't even apply for that job. Don't even apply for that um, opportunity. Don't submit something for this this writing piece. It's not going to be good enough. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck, Joy? Like, you have got to stop being your worst enemy. You have got to. Like, sis, it's been too many years. Like, you pack that shit up because what is happening? And it's like, you know... Even when you think about, when I think about like dating and it's like, oh, hey, you could be a nice person, but you're too nice. Get away from me. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it's, I don't know. I need to clearly (laughs) write all of this shit down and tell my therapist like, all right, these are all of the things I need to work on because a bitch is a little fucked up. Um... Because I can't continue this way. I, I like also can't live in my head anymore. Because that makes me, that, that, that fucks me up. And my new mindset needs to stop being, like I'm not afraid of failure as much as I'm afraid of actually succeeding and having the things that I want. That scares me. Because then I have to produce. Like it, 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 it is, like, even something, like, stupid, like, social media. It's like, you know, I want 10,000 followers so I can have the swipe up thing. But also 10,000 people on my Instagram scares the shit out of me. Why Why are you all here and what do you want? 
it's crit and it's like somehow shifting my mind <laughs> one that like this is not a real audience and at the end of the day you just need to be good and you need to be happy or have joy rather and it's not about anybody else and if you when you win and succeed yeah that's scary and that's a different level of responsibility and a different like magnifying glass on you potentially but isn't that the goal to win if it why'd you start if you don't want to win why did it take you so long to start if you didn't want to win because i refuse and i said this on a lot the other day i refuse to have come this far to just be like (laughs) All right, I'm going to stop now because it's too scary. No. I want to be where all the things reside. So I need to figure out what my joy is, what brings me joy. And maybe you should too. And let me know. You can always email me at thejoyofsocialwork at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at thejoyofsocialwork. Because I'm curious, like, what brings y'all joy? Do you know? Have you thought about it? Are we so caught up on happiness that we're not thinking of it on a deeper level? But, yeah. But thank you for listening. Hopefully that made some kind of sense. I just feel like I was just, like, unloading all of my stuff (laughs) on y'all. But thank you again. We are going to be turning three on the 21st. Still want to do a thing. Still don't know what it'll be. So just stay tuned. Hopefully by the next time I have something. Have some something solid for you. But you know, COVID has really, really changed the game. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Find that joy. Really identify and name what that means to you as I will be doing the same for myself. Talk to you later. Bye. We don't say no.